name is Jerome Reed. Uh, the company name is Raw Recruits, Reaching Athletes with Education. This, 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 is, this is Diversified, diversified. diversified. Game. 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 A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, you guys, Jerome is going to give us the game on his company, Raw Recruit. You guys know as a new sports agent, but an old-time consultant, I'm happy to have this conversation and see what he is doing in sports. He's right here in Florida, Gainesville. You might see him in Tampa. Heck, you could see him here in Palm Beach County or Miami if you need to. If your checkbook is right, you know. <laughs> hey, I, listen, I'll go wherever is needed or I'll find somebody to be there on my behalf, man. And we'll, we'll leave no stone unturned. Well, let the people know what Raw Recruits is all about and how you got started in this. Right, for sure. So uh, I like to believe, I like to say that Raw Recruits is a twofold mission. On one hand, uh, we help student athletes get extra collegiate exposure by way of creating skill tapes and highlight tapes for them uh, that get distributed on our platforms as well as uh, their own platforms that get sent to different coaches and scouts around the state and around the country. So we will literally go into your uh, game, whether it be basketball, football, track, baseball, whatever sport you play in high school, record you specifically, extract those clippings and get that compiled into one seamless project that we can distribute amongst our platforms. So that's one side. Uh, the other is serving as a bona fide high school sports news source for the North Central Florida area. So with me being in Gainesville, uh, we cover that city as well as Ocala and other surrounding cities such as uh, Swanee, Hawthorne, uh, and et cetera. So uh, we're talking game recaps, interviews with players and coaches, uh, live Instagram story posts and Twitter posts. Uh, we even go live for games as well, as far as broadcasting the game through our Instagram live, which you've done in the past. So just trying to create a platform that uh, these high school athletes can really look at, at least in this area, and feel like there's some hope in getting some exposure for them in every sector uh, possible. So as far as how it started, it actually came to be during a class project when I was doing my master's at Florida. Uh, this is the fall of 2014 and uh, my first semester, first class ever uh, for the program. And we had to do a business plan uh, for our final project. And, you know, at that time, I'm, you know, I'm 23 and I never really had that type of experience of creating a document such as that. Uh, so I definitely leaned on my professors as well as some other people that I've met along uh, through the program and thought about my interests and really see how I could turn that interest and that love into something that could possibly, you know, bring in funds one day. And, you know, I'll, I'll pivot and say a part of the inspiration of this was a conversation that I had with my high school basketball coach going into my senior year. And I remember asking him point blank, do you think I can play college basketball one day? And I got this very roundabout answer, very non-committal answer, you know, kind of beat around the bush a little bit. 
didn't take offense to it, but you just remember things like that. So fast forward to fall of 2014, you channel that. I remembered that and thought, okay, how could I create something that gives, gives somebody at least a chance at an opportunity that I did not have myself. And that's how Raw Recruits was born, did the business plan for that. And uh, even present day, you know, it's 2021 now, uh, what I wrote then is a snippet of what it turned into being. I, I think that, well, I feel that what we are present day has been about four years in the making. So since about 2017, late 2016, that's when we started really building into what Raw Recruits is today. Wow, what what a what a story! And and I found this um, great talent, Jerome, and raw recruits from one of somebody who I consider a friend, uh, a mentor. He shows me what I you know what life can be if you take care of yourself, Mr. Rick Toms, aka Richard Toms, whatnot. Yeah, right. and I really appreciate you know the connection for that. Now, how difficult is it, like, if you're coming from maybe a smaller market compared to, you know, you being in Miami for a college student to be able to be discovered? Are the small towns overlooked by many colleges? Uh, I, I would say so. Uh, there's definitely a lot of hidden talent in, in, in my city, in these outskirted cities. Uh, but I think with the, how do I say this? with the progression of the travel sports circuit. And we're talking whether it be football, volleyball has a very massive travel circuit. Uh, I think football with the advent of camps and seven on sevens, uh, a lot of kids are getting looks through that medium. But I think it's, it's less about, at least present day, it's less about the size of the city versus I've, college coaches and scouts aren't really coming to high schools like that anymore. With the advent of technology, uh, you can send a lot of film to them directly. Twitter is a great resource to be discovered on as well. I, I've seen coaches say, hey, drop your film, drop your huddle film right here so I can take a look at it through this thread. But I think, again, with the advent of technology and with the travel circuit being so prominent, you got to think like, especially for basketball, 400 teams in a gym over a three or four day period. You're playing 11 games a day, not not me specifically as a player, but you're seeing 11 games a day from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. You know, it's just such a great opportunity to see a lot of talent in a short amount of time. So me as a as a coach or a scout, I don't necessarily need to go to these high school events. I can just wait till the summer or wait till, you know, a break uh, where these uh, travel events are going on and see a multitude of players that way. So I think that's. That's really the real challenge. If I'm if I'm a high school athlete right now, I'm looking at what travel circuit can I get be a part of uh, to give my uh, give myself the best chance of exposure. Oh wow! And and with that though, and again, I I became a sports agent because um, the rules have changed with the name, image, and likeness, and I knew that there are so many. Uh, young people out there and their parents who don't even know what a righteous deal should look like. And because we do deals, you know, um, that's what we do as, as consultants with big influencers. Um, I, I knew that the help would be needed and that some of the agents, you know, who are known come off as kind of slimy, like it's, you know, oh, I, I can do this and here are the keys to the car. And then they sign you into something. It's like a record deal, right? 
um, for some folks, not everybody. But with that, have have you seen that you know the rules have changed? So now, are have you found that more people are even saying, "Yo, now that I know I can make money in college," and their parents are people now even more you know excited to get film and send it off and get your services? And are you helping them even like connect? Uh, directly with the coach because they don't want to hear from the parents sometimes I hear but you know a, a company like yours it, it's you're at a different level they might say hey we know raw recruit only brings blue chip or you know real good potential talent so how has that process been now that the rules have changed right well the, the NIL is, is definitely something I'm still exploring and learning about daily myself um, I I believe that my product or what I'm quote unquote selling is the digital tape itself. So I use that to get in touch with the coach or the scout on behalf of them. Uh, so when it comes to name and image and likeness, I've definitely seen even high school students stepping out and creating their own brands and creating their own logos and things of that nature to build up their own platform, which goes a long way if they're already slated to be a you know, a college athlete, maybe they're, you know, they've gotten a few offers, whether it be basketball, football, etc. So they're just building their brand now while they have the opportunity to so they can carry it into college. Uh, but when it comes to uh, how we distribute these tapes, I definitely like to meet and get engaged with coaches at these travel events. You're talking 50 to 60 coaches in a building at one time and just making these relationships. It's really all about relationships. I uh, definitely like to stay in touch with coaches and scouts around this state and around this country as best as possible, just to not even tell them that, oh, I got this guy or this girl who can fit your program, but it's really about, hey, could I put this in front of you? And even if this player is not for you, do you have any feedback that I could go tell them and their families to either improve upon or keep doing this, et cetera, et cetera. So, and this is, something I'm still trying to build daily, even when it comes to our Twitter following. Uh, I feel that we have a great deal of coaches and scouts that follow the platform, but in order to make it worth it for the parent, the family, because at the end of the day, nine times out of 10, the parent is footing the bill for our services. We have to make it worth it for them. And that comes with building the platform with the right eyes and the right audience. So uh, that's, that's definitely the, the direction I want to move towards present day. How can we build this platform to make sure that whomever we put up upon it from a student athlete standpoint, they're being placed in front of eyes that make sense, if that makes sense, Kelly? No, it, it definitely does. And what I found that there are still parents and players who don't even know the rules change. So for a teachable moment, when you talk about events, can you name your top two events that you like here locally in Florida? Charity always starts at home, folks. For those who say, well, I heard something about it. Or what events are there? There's high school games on Friday, and then there's college games on Saturday. What events do you like, and where can people, you know, maybe even find a network with you there? Right. Uh, I'll go strictly to basketball because I've done the most work in basketball. But two that immediately come to mind is uh, Scott Golden's Hoop Exchange event. Now, he holds a couple per year, if, if, if I'm not mistaken, and we're talking at least 200 kids in a gym. He's been doing this for, I want to say, at least at least two decades, probably even longer. So he's built up a great following and a great trust 
amongst his audience of coaches and scouts to say, hey, these kids that are coming in, you're going to find something that works for you and your program somewhere. Just get in the gym and take a look. Uh, I've been to a few hoop exchange uh, events. They're usually done in the Orlando area, and he does an awesome job with that. Um, another one that I would say is the Prep Hoops Top 250. Uh, the, the organization is called Prep Hoops. I'm talking Prep Hoops Florida, which is a division of the entire entity, and a, a guy named Jake Perper runs that. Now, I've, I've known Jake since undergrad days, so going on 10 years now. Awesome guy and another guy who is extremely well-connected with coaches and scouts, not even in just this state, but surrounding states and around the country. So that's another event, and it's been held in various places. We're talking Winter Haven. I uh, have seen it done in Orlando as well. And again, another opportunity for 200 kids to get in the gym and perform in front of coaches and scouts, whether, whether they are in person or watching digitally through platforms such as Baller TV or Be The Beast, where they set up cameras on each court and broadcast each game that's played on each court. So those two for sure. Um, if I could offer a third, uh, Marcus McGee's Best of the Best, uh, he runs another great event for not just high school, but middle schoolers as well. And over the years have, have definitely seen some kids that were a part of that camp or those camps rather go on to play great college ball and even some uh, going to play pro ball, uh, you know, several years later. So those three come to mind immediately. Well, I, I appreciate that. And I hope the audience does too, because now you can put some stuff on your calendar. You guys can do some Google search. But, you know, links are in the description where you can holler at raw recruits and say, well, I'm trying to get services. And can you repeat that again for those of us who are stuck in the mustard trying to catch up and get on that level? Now, a lot of people think that, OK, if you're going to be in Florida, I got to go to IMG Academy. Right. And I don't know anything about IMG except that they recruit the best of the best from, you know, around the world. Seems quite expensive. Have you found that IMG Academy has been able, have you been able to connect? Is it worth it? Or is that for, you know, um, well, I don't want to say that. But right. I, your opinion of IMG Academy and how, you know, is that beneficial, let's say, for a basketball player or whomever who wants to go there? Right. Yeah, IMG is a, is a beautiful academy. It's a beautiful facility. I've, I've had a chance to go visit their facilities and uh, go to events that were housed out of their spaces. So I think they run a top-notch program. Uh, I've seen their national and some of their regional teams play. And what's cool about IMG is, obviously, you have your national team, which is cream of the crop, but they're lower teams, quote unquote, like your regional or, you know, team A, team B type squads, they have great talent as well uh, all across the board. So I think they just have figured out how to groom their up and coming talent to make sure that they're ready if they are able to make it towards that national level themselves. Um, and I also think about schools in the SIAA conference. Uh, I'm blanking on what that acronym is, but it's basically adjacent to your typical public high school. So we're talking about uh, teams such as the Rock School, which is here in Gainesville, uh, Victory Rock, West Oaks, teams that have great, great talent across the board, but not necessarily on that 
high, high national scale that an IMG or a Montverde would be. Uh, with, and I actually uh, taught digital media at The Rock this past school year. And while they, I'm telling you, they, the way that their basketball program is ran, they have coaches who really care about them. They have coaches who really are going to bat for them when it comes to trying to get them the best exposure possible. And if you were to ever go in their gym, I'm talking banners are surrounding the gym, not of championships or anything like that, but of kids who have signed with the year that they signed. I'm talking at least 50 names are hung around the gym. So if you're, if a, how do I say this? If a parent is looking for an opportunity to put their child in the best position possible to get seen, I would, there's obviously great public schools out here in our state, don't get me wrong, but the SIAA conference is equipped for that. They travel for that. They play the right competition, and they, they're just all top-notch programs for sure. No, that's a that's good game. That, that's really good game for, for y'all. Now, let's talk about, you know, your work, and have you done anything with international students? Um, mm -hmm. Africa is a big thing. Uh, we try to do as much business as we can on, right. the, on the continent with the different, you know, 54 plus uh, soon to be in counting countries. Um, what could a, you know, a student out of Sudan, you know, they're six, nine, Benjamin, I'm talking about you. Shout out to Benjamin in Sudan. You know, six, nine, can ball all day and says, hey, I want to, you know, play ball. Now, me as a sports agent, I'm not in necessarily recruiting, but I can have conversations like these that can help because yeah. – I don't even know if it's, if it's legal for me as an agent to try to, you know, hook up a player with a, a, a college. That, yeah. That's more than name, image, and likeness. That's, that's a different service. There right. are people who do that, right? So right. somebody like that who says, I want to come to the state and I want to show you I can ball. Um, right. can help them with that. Can they send their footage with you and you put them in a network? Yeah, so th that's funny you bring that up because just a couple of days ago, I was reached out by, how do I say this? It was, it's a group that is a basketball academy in the Africa area. I'd have to look up exactly where, but I, I know that they're in Africa. And the representative behind that told me that he had a few kids that he feels can play at the next level, just has to get that visibility. So, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't have the ability to like fly somebody in from, you know, an international sector and say, hey, like go here, here and there. But I do ask for film. I take a look at that film myself. And if there's, you know, a prep school or, uh, or an SIAA school that I know uh, takes overseas student athletes or has the, you know, the quote unquote scholarships to bring them in, I'll shoot them the film and say, hey, like I just got this sent to me. Take a look at it. If it makes sense, you know, go further with it. If not, you know, carry on. But, you know, I definitely don't want to just leave a message where it is and say, oh, I'm here in Florida. I don't know if I can really do all that. I'll at least give it an attempt on their behalf um, because I know there's some great talent overseas. Now, one thing that I will say I've been reached out directly by, you know, Sudanese players such as what you're mentioning, but they didn't have any film to send. And I, that's, that's just going to be step one. Like as much of a desire you have to play the game, you have to give somebody something to look at. So uh, for, for your guy here that you just mentioned, if he continues to reach out to uh, personnel here in the States, just make sure you have some really solid in-game film, um, you know, workout film is cool as well, 
but I think it's really imperative that you have like a great visual to show someone and not just some, you know, pick up basketball. Uh, Cause sometimes that's just not enough. So, uh, you know, just like you would apply for any job, especially in a digital digital space where you're a content creator, you know, they want to see reels. They want to see pieces that you've done and executed. Uh, so even in that same regard as a, as a hooper from overseas, I got to do the same thing. I got to send you my best foot forward. Okay, and how much is too much? Because, uh, and I'll say this for like music, uh, back in the day, because things have definitely changed, but when you actually oh, had to, you know, spend music. music absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you, you never send more than three songs, because you lose them after the yeah. third. But how much is too much film? Because should they do the whole game? Should it be three games? What, how, what's, the, what's the magic on that? I would, I would suggest sending like a good, two minute, two minute and 15 second highlight tape, as well as your best full game, where if I'm a scout or a coach, I can look through it uninterrupted. I'll be able to see not just your play on the court, but body language and how you comport yourself when you're on the bench. Um, what are you doing in between plays? I can get a great sense of all of that by looking at a full game tape. But uh, you know that highlight tape where it's you know, two minutes or so, that's a great appetizer. And if it's good enough, we definitely gonna want that entree, which is the full game. So I think sending both of those together uh, could go a long way with somebody. You've seen a lot of basketball. Would you say that you've seen, because one thing about, uh, I'll say for African students, they come usually very humble, very ready. You know, and most international students, they're, they're happy to be here because they know um, there wasn't, you know, a ton of people who came from where they came from, even if they came from the best situations, right? They could be the president's son. But now that you're here and you're able to play um, and you get the uniform and you put on the Nikes and, you know, maybe you're being even spoiled. Have you seen that their game is um, up to the level as someone in America? And, and, and I say that being an American, it's very biased, right? But there's a different level from playing high school to college. But right. when you go overseas and you see certain sports, you're like, like if I go play soccer anywhere in Africa, I'm trash. I'm trash. I might be solid here, but I'm yeah. trash. Right, right. That's, that's, yeah. that's the sport of the world, though. That's, I mean, not to say basketball isn't, but that's mm -hmm. <laughs> soccer is the sport of the world. That's a real global thing. Yeah. So is there any, have you seen, you know, do they have, is there a learning curve or is basketball, basketball and the way we play here or in Harlem is the same way you've seen them play in Sudan and Kenya and everywhere else? Well, I, I do think just from the, the tapes that I've seen from kids overseas, especially in Africa, I think there's a level of passion that they exude on the court that sometimes we in America may overlook. Um, because I work in the media and, and I, I guess I'm guilty of kind of contributing to this sometimes, but uh, I've definitely run across student athletes in, in my state and adjacent states who are playing for the camera. And, you know, maybe it's less about the dog and more about the flash for some. When I see overseas kids who are really trying to get here, this is to them that they might as well have been a first round pick in the NBA to, to make it from, Africa to the States and play. So they're, they're going really hard in these tapes and, you know, diving on the ground. And I think one of the, one of the lost arts about this generation of basketball is just being vocal when on the floor, like 
calling out the defenses, pointing, just being loud and distracting your opponent by your voice when the play is going on. I see a lot of that from Sudanese and other African players that I've seen in the past. And I don't want to give off this impression like I've seen a lot of this film. I've maybe seen eight to ten kids who have sent uh, tapes like that or full game tapes such as that since I've been doing this. But that seems to be a constant, just a, this constant desire on the court to be as vocal as possible, to get as gritty as possible, and to be the dog that colleges and scouts in this country want to see. So uh, when it comes to any overseas players, I was just urging to keep doing that. And I would urge the same for American players. Like, don't lose that, that hunger when on the court. I know it's cool to, you know, play against friends and things like that. When they are on the court, they're not your homie no more. Like, I'm trying to beat you because my opportunity for the next level is on the line just like yours is. And it's all love when the whistle blows at the end. But before then, I got to go at you. And I think uh, overseas players get that. And I want to see more of that from American players. Oh, so it almost sounds like you're saying the international players are more hungry. And so we may see a shift. And we saw a shift in the Olympics, like the recent Olympics, where, you know, I'm from the, 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 the era where the dream team, where you had Magic and Charles and Jordan yeah. all on the same team. We sent the best of the best. And we don't talk about, you know, anybody who might have been born somewhere else. But it sounds like that, that shift is coming. Because when we don't send our creme de la creme players, and uh, when we get beat in America, I'm like, in basketball? I'm shocked. Because, you know, I'm, I'm just biased like that. I'm used to, you know, folks really going out there. Um, but oh, I also know, yeah, go, go ahead if you had something to say. No, I, I was going to say, like, the, the way that the game is visible present day, I think is contributing to the uprising in talent from a global stage for basketball. Cause you gotta think even, even 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you just didn't have the game in your palm like that to access. You know, you can go to YouTube right now and look up drills all day, practice them on your own and really get better. When I was in high school, I graduated class in 2009. And you really kind of had ball his life and and one. That was like the two monopolies when it came to, you know, having basketball visible adjacent to, you know, ESPN or TNT or whatever was going on. So the fact that you can literally access the game so easily, it makes it easier for everyone around the globe to get better because you just have no excuse now. It's right there. So when I see, um, you know, America losing to other countries, I'm not exactly even shocked. Like that's, if you want the game to advance, you kind of want that disparity in talent across, well, not disparity, that's the wrong word, but you want this uprising in talent across the globe to know that the game is really growing. And I think about somebody like David Stern, uh, you know, God rest his soul, when he first became the NBA commissioner, that was like a part of his dream to make the game as global global as it is. And so I say all that to say, no, I'm not surprised when I see, uh, you know, our players, you know, taking a loss from somebody overseas. I think you, you just want to see that growth from around the globe. But uh, when it comes to the hunger, I've definitely seen student athletes in this area dive on the floor and be vocal and do all the things you want to see out of a hungry player. But at the end of the day, if I'm coming from overseas, that is an opportunity that they cannot afford to take a day off from. 
like at all, because again, like they're looking at this, even just getting here to a prep school, they're looking at this opportunity. Number one draft pick. That's the mentality they have behind it. Like that's the cream of the crop for them. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and you guys, you know, we're talking about America losses, but when America loses to Australia, you know, to France, you're like, hold on, what? We, we are uh, America. We're not supposed to lose in basketball. It's like just losing a rap battle or something, you know. <laughs> but I mean, but, but, but again, look at, you know, some of the uh, international players in the NBA. Like we, some of the best players in the league are from not <laughs> America. I mean, uh, I think of Australia. I think of Patty Mills. He's not necessarily like an all-star, but he's a very solid hooper. I know he's on the Nets now. When he was on the Spurs, he was like one of he was like one of their better guys. I personally felt. Uh, you think of France. You got Rudy Gobert. You know, multiple-time Defensive Player of the Year. Still going to give you you know nineteen and twelve on any given night. So the game is just it's really growing in these countries that we maybe maybe some didn't expect, but it's there. The talent's definitely there. Uh, man, the talent is there. But would you say that basketball is one of those sports where, you know, if you're in, let's say, in a small town, wherever you are globally, if you, you know, you need that competition, you need fair competition. If not, you feel like you're an all-star. So to say, like, these guys are good, who did they train with? Similar, just like boxing. You know, you could knock out all of the kindergartners, step up to the fifth grade, and you right. get the, you know, Mike Tyson in there, the young Mike Tyson, and it's like, oh, I thought I was cold because I was a grown man beating up on kids. Right. But um, I'm talking about myself, drum, too, because I go on the hoops with my kids, and I'm dunking and doing all types of stuff. Right, 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 showing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't know that the hoop is six feet, and, you know, if they put me on the bigger hoop, I ain't going to be doing all these moves. But, right. Uh, I look good, you know, as a daddy, like, oh! Yeah, yeah, you look like LeBron to the kids, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, but, but, but no, I, I, love, I love that. Now, do you have any goals of maybe even becoming an agent yourself? Florida makes it so friendly because it's so business friendly out here. Um, right. Is that even a, an option for you at this point? Right. Uh, you, know, you know, to be transparent, I, from the true definition of agent, I've thought less about moving that direction. I do want to move into the NIL and see how I can help kids in that arena. Uh, I've talked with some, some parents and some other people who do business in the area to see, like kind of pick their brain about that. Uh, but my, my true vision for raw recruits is to really build these hubs that kind of operate on their own in different metros throughout the state and hopefully crossing borders. So Obviously, we're here in Gainesville right now, and our hub is North Central Florida, Gainesville, Ocala, et cetera. Uh, but to have a, a raw Tampa, a raw Orlando, a raw South Florida, Tallahassee, you know, to really have some leaders in, the, in those metros and those spaces that can pick up the ball and run, run with it and build it out there. I think that's how we slowly turn into a multiple site area that can really help uh, parents and student athletes across the state and beyond. Um, still working on ways to have to really execute that. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to have raw recruits listed as an internship opportunity for students through the College of Journalism, the same college that I graduated from, and they can receive course credit for working with raw and doing certain projects, whether it be field reporting, video editing, et cetera. So I think that avenue is a way that I could further execute that 
um, if we can partner up with different colleges and universities across the state. So for example, um, I actually was speaking with a couple of professors at the University of Miami, their you know, college of journalism sector to see how we could get it listed for student athletes as an option. Now, if we get two or three people from that school come this upcoming spring, then that really opens the door to that possibility because now they all have, in a perfect world, they all have different skill sets. They can come in, they can create content. They could uh, reach out to parents and coaches to let them know what our services are and so many other things. So uh, that's, that's really the vision because I think for as many cities as we can get this in, that's how we grow the visibility for everybody. Okay, and, and your focus. So in that, that arena and helping them, now, I do know that there are college recruiters in sports where they, you know, take the, um, allow the student to put their stuff in the database. And I guess the coaches come in the database and check these databases and they charge the student, you know, um, whatever, you know, so much money. Is that something that Raw Recruits uh, does or plans on doing as well? Uh, I are you mentioned? Are you referencing like a NCSA, so to speak? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, what we've done in the past, we created content for student athletes, and they put that content onto NCSA, and it's you okay. know with our logos and our information. So I think it's a great opportunity for us to be visible through that platform. Uh, we haven't created a portal such as that. Uh, that's that's a level of technology that you know to be frank, we're just not at just yet. But I do feel that with the personal connection that I've made and just knowing other scouts in this state, you know, such as Jake, for example, you know, I reach out to Jake and just send him film like, hey, check this out. Do you know anybody that might have a area for this player to land for land with, so to speak? So I'm just using my personal network at this moment and uh, seeing how far that can really help. But I think having our content be placed on the NCSA platform, that goes a long way as well, for sure. He's focused, man, like Jay said. That's my guy, you know, too. Yeah. My guy. Yeah, yeah, you are, you are really focused on what you want to do great and expand it out. And I love that because, I'll be honest, I, you know, as a consultant, we're always pulled here, here, which just means you got to hire teams of people, which is a great thing. But that doesn't work for everybody. You got to be a little ADHD and dyslexic for to make this work, folks, you know, to, at, this, at this level. So I like that, you know, the focus, even Warren Buffett talks about this is what works. Index funds works for me. Or, you know, this works for me. And that's sure. what I do. Talk crypto all you want. This works for me. Right. So I, I, I like that focus. Now, with the success you're having, you're still young. We're still young. The best is yet to come. What is the community? give back that you're doing or that you would like to do in the future? Oh, man, that's been awesome. You know, I, and with the name being what it is, reaching athletes with education, um, it's it's it has to be. It absolutely has to be more of a staple on our end to do what that says. So in the past, we've created events. I'm trying to think of what comes to mind. Uh, we did an event called the Become Raw Online. That was the name of it. Become Raw Online. And this was a couple of summers ago, but we had, I want to say we had about 12 student athletes of various sports. We uh, rented out the library locally, and I had an intern who was of the PR major, and he helped these 12 student athletes create these online 
websites for themselves that had, you know, academic information, it had their film, it had, you know, accolades of things of that nature that makes sense to a college recruiter and really just helped build their personal brand. Uh, fast forward to kind of present day, uh, I mentioned the Rock School earlier. This past last January, January of 2020, uh, I held this sports journalism seminar at the school where for two weeks, I had about 20 students. Some were just students, some were student athletes, and we were able to bring in different professionals from around this area and around the, and around the state to teach them the tricks of the trade of this sports journalism field. So I mentioned Jake a couple of times. We had him come in, come in and speak about scouting. Uh, we had another guy come in and talk about videography. Somebody else talked about photography. Somebody else came in and talked about play-by-play -play announcing. So a part of this whole vision, and I think this is the vehicle on how to pay it forward through the things that I personally love. How do I put this field into the eyes of the up and coming generation so that they want to be a part of it? And I think even present day, just as recent as last week, I had a parent come up to me and say, hey, like, remember that? seminar you did almost two years ago, we would love to see that happen again, which is why I'm trying to recreate that at various schools. So uh, there's another private school locally called St. Francis. Um, I met with uh, their athletic director and their principal last week, and we're thinking of ways to try to recreate that same seminar with their students. So if we can get that finalized for the spring, I would love to duplicate that at schools around our area and just really get this field in front of these up and coming uh, students and student athletes and let them know that they can be a part of this as well as young as 14 or 15. You know, they don't have to wait till they're, you know, 18 in college to get a handle on what this field entails if they really have a passion for it. So just trying to put my love into that and uh, really make sure that we're, we're living up to that educational part of the coin. You guys have gotten the game. I could go on and on, but I want to be able to give you the chance to go check out Raw Recruit, tap in for those services before I go into, you know, I could go on and on. Jerome and I could do this. We're going to do this off air, probably be a, even a better conversation, but we're going to be saying some things that might go over the head of the general services of Raw Recruit. So I really want you guys to tap in. Um, Jerome, is there anything you want to leave the people with and let them know where they can connect with you? Uh, for sure. So uh, our website, uh, R-A-W-E-Recruits.com. Uh, our Twitter is raw underscore recruits. Uh, our Instagram is at raw recruits, and that's R-A-W-E recruits. And, um, you know, for for any parents that come across this, uh, especially, and I, and I want to talk to parents directly, um, you know, just support goes so far, like regardless of, you know, if your student plays, if your child plays a sport, if they, you know, have an instrument, if they have another craft that they really feel that they love doing and love being a part of, just really nurture that. Just try your best to nurture that. I think, and I, I don't have any kids, but I, from what I've seen, I've seen certain families and parents sometimes kind of, get to tunnel vision on what they feel like their child should be doing, let them explore, let them really figure out if it's sports, great. If it's music, great. If it's art, great, but just support. That's the number one thing that um, I feel like could always be improved upon. 
Um, even if I come across uh, students and student athletes that, you know, want to do something else other than sport, but they just like sports, this is the vehicle to that. Uh, this could be something that really sets the foundation for what you do for the rest of your life. So um, I definitely like to talk to student athletes about more than just the game, but what they want to do past the game. So all in all, just, just keep supporting our youth. Let's keep supporting this next generation. Uh, Cause I really feel like uh, that's part of why I was placed here uh, to feed into that. You guys have gotten the game and he even gave you ladies a tip. He said he's available and you need to be a high value, high value woman. Um, you know, you guys make sure you share this game. It will change somebody's life. Be blessed y'all. Are you tired of the rat race in America? Are you ready to visit the motherland to relax and rejuvenate? Are you ready to explore all that Africa has to offer? Then check out the brand new Diversified Game Academy course, Prepare for My First Trip to Africa. Are you worried about being able to afford the trip? We got you. We will show you how to travel either on a budget or as a baller. Learn how to stress the value of the USD. Did you know that 100 United States dollars is worth over 1,000 South African rand or 10,000 Kenyan shillings? or 54,250 West African CFA. Are you worried about taking your kids? Get the game from Kelly Cash, a bona fide world traveler, having traveled to almost 20 countries, several of those in Africa. Get the game on taking your kids on their first trips. Learn how to find the best tickets, get the visas, and plan your own adventures in Africa. Don't let Eddie Murphy have all the fun. Plan your own coming to Africa trip starring you, produced by you, and featuring you. If you are ready for a life-changing experience, sign up for our course today, Diversified Game Academy. Get prepared and purchase at diversifiedgame.com. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit diversifiedgame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.